Hi everyone, uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear. Hi everyone, this is Mark, and welcome to the episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about one of my favourite films. Uh, it's a film that I remember uh, from when I was a kid. Um, at the same time that I was watching uh, films like Back to the Future, Cocoon, Inner Space, uh, I was watching uh, this film. And uh, without further ado, the film that I'm talking about is the 1986 American comedy science fiction film Short Circuit which was directed by John Badham and written by S.S. Wilson and Brent Maddock and of course stars uh, the one and only uh, Steve Gutenberg and um, also uh, Ali Sheedy uh, who plays uh, Stephanie Speck and uh, also the uh, the voice of uh, Tim Blaney, uh, who is uh, the uh, robot number five. And um, I was absolutely addicted to this film when I was a kid. Uh, anything to do with science fiction, uh, robots, anything like that. Anything that was um, futuristic in, in style. Um, and when you look around in the world now, the, the way that uh, robotics, the world of robotics has gone, um, the technological advancements that have been made, uh, when you look back at a film like Short Circuit, uh, really do start to think how they were ahead of, ahead of, their, uh, ahead of their time when trying to think about uh, military technology. Uh, because if you're not familiar with the film, uh, short circuit or its uh, story. Uh, it the plot centers around an experimental military robot uh, uh, who is struck by lightning and uh, as a result uh, gains uh, human-like intelligence um, and also uh, this insatiable uh, uh, hunger for knowledge. Um, and they embark upon uh, this journey of uh, exploration in to discover if they are uh, in truth alive, which they believe that they are, and they continue to tell people that they are. And this robot uh, by the name of Number Five comes from Nova uh, Laboratory Robotics, and it was created by um, Newton Crosby, uh, who played by uh, Steve Gutenberg and um, Ben Gibertier, uh, uh, who uh, is played by uh, Fisher Stevens. And um, they are working as a, as a team to develop these prototype robots called uh, S-A-I-N-T, 
which stands for Strategic Artificially Intelligent Nuclear Transport for the US military to use during the Cold War uh, operations that they may be deployed upon. Um, however, uh, Newton Crosby um, is very much against uh, his robots being uh, used um, in the way that they're planned to be used because he believes that they could be used in a more peaceful uh, setting. Um, and uh, right at the beginning of the film, uh, we see, in fact, over the 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 front credits of the of the film, uh, of the title credits, we see the construction of these um, of these uh, saint um, robots, uh, of which uh, number five is a member of, because there is only five uh, of these um, prototypes created, and um, after this, we we see them being rolled out. Uh, to be a part of a live demonstration for uh, the military uh, to show uh, what they're capable of and they're all equipped with uh, lasers and they're able to destroy uh, military um, um, jeeps and also uh, tanks so they're very effective uh, killing machines um, However, uh, as I said, um, after this live demonstration, uh, one of the uh, the military units, uh, that of number five, is struck by lightning, and um, it uh, interferes with his uh, internal uh, logic boards. And um, at first, they believe that uh, that it will be non-functional, and this causes a bit of a, a bit of worry for those who were uh, supposed to be uh, keeping an eye on the on the units uh, but when they 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 do a, a quick diagnostic they see that number five is still operational and uh, they don't they decide to not tell anybody about what happened uh, but the the lightning strike um, has scrambled number five's uh, programming and has accidentally made uh, them sentient uh, and they actually believe that they are alive um, and they're supposed to be uh, rolled out to um, to show some of the, the military uh, personnel that have been assembled uh, at a, um, a a party there to, to celebrate these, these new prototypes um, but um, number five as I said he's, his programming is uh, is not what it was. He's he's confused, and he actually finds himself being taken out with the trash onto uh, a truck and driven away from the the Nova Robotics facility. And um, uh, as he's being driven away on the back of this uh, um, truck, um, they the, the personnel at Nova Robotics become aware. That one of the the uh, units uh, that number five is is missing, and they try to um, uh, shut down the base and stop anyone from leaving. But um, number five on board this truck is able to to get away just before the the base was the facility was completely um, closed down. 
Um, and while on the, the truck, um, you see uh, number five becoming interested in the world um, without having to be programmed to, to do so. And he's making these conscious decisions. He look, he sees a, um, a butterfly and when he sees the butterfly fly away, he wants to uh, immediately follow it. And this causes him to break uh, through um, the uh, the back of the of the the open top uh, truck, and he finds himself falling into uh, into a ditch. Uh, yeah, and this is all occurring within uh, Astoria in uh, Oregon in the United States. And um, uh, he uh, number five. Um, finds himself uh, it falling into the uh, the van of uh, Stephanie Speck, um, uh, who's played by Ali Sheedy, and uh, this van is something that she she has. Um, I think it's called Stephanie's uh, Snacks. And um, and she, this is kind of a, a snack van that she she sells um, snacks out of, but she's also someone who uh, gives a home to uh, animals. Um, she's she's a very caring and loving person, um, and uh, at first she doesn't realise who number five is. Uh, at first she she actually thinks that he's uh, an alien uh, when she she opens up her her truck and she she discovers him in there uh but uh and she invites him into her house uh and uh constantly he's asking for input input uh meaning information uh so uh, stephanie decides to give uh number five uh every volume of the um of the encyclopedia that she has in her home or every book that she has in the in her home and number five reads speed reads through every page of them uh faster than anyone uh could do and um more the more he reads the more input he has the better his language skills become the more uh thoughts that run through uh his um processor and uh, he the more he becomes more and more uh, human-like uh, um, and uh, yeah as I said at this point she she still believes that uh, number five is a is an alien uh, but then she sees uh, one of the plates the identification plates on the side of number five and she realizes that Number five is in fact a robot, um, and that he was built by uh, Nova Robotics, um, and she decides to call Nova to inform them about uh, number five that he's he fell into her uh, van. He's now in her house, um, and they say that they're going to send someone to retrieve him. Um, uh, and um, this is when uh, the CEO of Nova uh, Robotics, uh, Dr. Howard uh, Marner, um, who's played by uh, Austin uh, Pendleton, uh, is the president of uh, uh, Nova. 
uh, robotics actually and um, he's in, he's just very involved in the uh, the creation of these prototypes and he knows that um, their association with the military is going to mean that there'll be a lot of money being um, directed to uh, Nova Robotics so he wants he doesn't want the fact that um, one of the prototypes has escaped to get out to the the uh, to the people um, to the wider uh, population because they are highly weaponized uh, robots that could cause uh, harm to people if um, if they weren't managed in the right way. So Dr. Marner orders um, Newton Crosby and uh, and uh, Ben, um, uh, who's uh, Newton's assistant, to go and retrieve uh, number five. Um, and they also take uh, another uh, of the pro- robotic prototypes with them in their van, uh, just in case they need uh, some protection. Um, and uh, they they go to uh, to meet up with uh, Stephanie. Uh, uh, however, waiting for uh, Nova to arrive, um, this is when uh, Number Five learns about death um, because he accidentally crushes a grasshopper, and um, this is when Stephanie. Uh, explains to him that unlike a robot human beings animals insects can't be reassembled as easily once they're dead they're dead once they are as um, number five says uh, disassembled that's it that's death there is no coming back from that Um, and uh, this causes him to to freak out because he realizes that if he goes back to Nova Robotics that they're going to want to disassemble him um, and he doesn't want this to happen so he decides to escape uh, in Stephanie's truck. Uh, However uh, Nova Robotics have got a tracking device um, on uh, number five and they uh, use that to try and uh, corner him uh, so that they can deactivate him and eventually return him to the facility. Um, we also uh, get introduced to uh, Captain uh, uh, Scroter, uh, who's played by G.W. Bailey, uh, who uh, you may know, who I first knew from the Police Academy movies. Uh, that was probably the, the first film that I actually saw um, Steve Gutenberg in as well. And uh, those two in those in those films that they starred in, I think they've just starred in uh, G.W. Bailey starred in the the first two, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or maybe in just the first one. Uh, but they were both he and Steve Gutenberg were in uh, uh, Police Academy, um, and that's a hilarious film. And um, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, Captain uh, Scroter uh, is put in charge of uh, tracking down uh, Number Five, and um, I'd say they try to corner him. And um, with the help of Newton Crosby, they are able to deactivate him. Um, um, 
However, during uh, transport back, uh, number five is able to reactivate himself um, to the surprise of one of the military personnel there and also uh, Ben. Um, he removes the tracking device from him uh, and he throws it onto a, uh, a nearby uh, truck uh, that is being driven by two elderly, um, an elderly couple. And then uh, he uh, uh, finds his way back to uh, Stephanie. Um, and uh, when he goes back to Stephanie, um, she's shocked and she says that she can't help him. He's got to go back to Nova. Um, you know, this, it's, she can't do anything for him. Um, and also, uh, Newton Crosby um, is trying to attempt to convince Howard that um, he thinks something's changed in number five's programming, that um, the fact that he was able to flee and think independently uh, without having to be told what to do means that he is different from the other prototypes. Something has changed. Um, and it's something that uh, he would like to examine further uh, later on when they re they eventually return him to the facility. Uh, but uh, as I say, they, they try and send uh, Captain uh, Schroeder, uh, who is the uh, chief of security at uh, No Robotics Facility, um, as well as uh, some other uh, saint uh, prototypes. Uh, exactly like number five to try and recapture him uh, by using their lasers to try and uh, destroy him uh, if necessary uh, even though uh, Newton Crosby says that he needs to be returned uh, without harm so that he can be studied because uh, the way that he's able to um, act uh, independently it's, it's, it's very very unusual um, however, number five is um, is, out, is able to outwit all the other robots. Uh, he's effective in being able to reprogram them, uh, and he rewires their uh, their uh, circuit boards and uh, gets them to act like the Three Stooges. And uh, then he escapes, um, and then number five. Uh, uh, goes into the, the van that uh, Newton Crosby and Ben are in. Um, he tells Ben to, to leave and he takes Newton Crosby, um, I won't say a prisoner, or, uh, he, but he, he says that he tells him to come with him uh, and he goes back to see Stephanie um, so that Stephanie could help him convey to Newton Crosby that he is alive, that he is sentient, that uh, he has um, some kind of a, a soul, he has an identity that goes beyond just programming. Um, but uh, um, Schroeder, uh, Schroeder has uh, called in the, the US Army to assist in the capture of number five. Um, and um, they turn up to try and um, destroy uh, number five and take um, 
Newton Crosby and Stephanie into uh, um, into custody, um, and of course, uh, as a result of this, Newton Crosby will probably lose his job. Um, but uh, number five, um, fearing that uh, the army may uh, inadvertently uh, harm Newton Crosby and Stephanie, who he comes to uh, consider as if they were his friends. Uh, number five decides to lead the army away, um, and he, he what what we think is him trying to rush through um, the uh, this desert-like uh, environment, um, and he's followed by the the army and by a helicopter that's firing missiles at him. And um, then, uh, seemingly, one of the helicopters uh, makes a direct strike upon number five and destroys them. Um, and of course, this is being watched by Stephanie and by Newton Crosby, and they're, they're devastated at, at this, uh, even though um, uh, Captain uh, Schroeder is. Uh, very uh, celebratory uh, that they've destroyed it. They've destroyed number five, um, destroyed this threat because he's very military-minded. Um, but for, for both Newton Crosby and Stephanie, and also um, and also Doctor Howard Marner, they they think that this is. This is not a reason to celebrate because they have. There is years worth of of knowledge that has been lost. Something that has been all all that number five was, and the fact that he was able to have this identity of his own, to to operate independently of uh, of orders, meant means that he's he's something different. Um, uh, and this, the, the destruction of number five causes uh, Newton Crosby to resign from Nova and to drive away with Stephanie um, in the Nova van. Um, and he says that he's um, he's been left some uh, farmland uh, up north, about forty acres, that he intends to to go there and just uh, get away from. From Nova and everything else, um, and uh, meanwhile, uh, Doctor Howard Marner um, tells uh, Captain Schroeder uh, that uh, he no longer has a job because he went off his own bat. He made his own plans, his own orders, calling the U.S. Army to destroy Number Five. So. Um, he's uh, guilty of insubordination, essentially. So uh, um, he really he's done himself out of a job, kind of. Um, and then uh, right at the end of the film, we see Newt Crosby and Stephanie driving away. However, then they are surprised by the by hearing the voice of Number Five, uh, because Number Five, uh, without their knowing, had hidden himself under the van. And he had used a decoy of himself that he had assembled at the back of the van from all the spare parts that were in the Nova robotics van uh, to 
try and um, lead uh, the army and Captain uh, Schroeder away um, and uh, just to essentially make them think that they destroyed him uh, whereas in reality they they just destroyed a facsimile of him that he had programmed to just run away from the van um, so this uh, leads Newton Crosby to decide to take number five to uh, the secluded uh, Montana ranch um, that uh, that he has waiting for him um, where there will be as much input for him as he could uh, ever possibly want um, and Stephanie uh, uh, says that she will go with him uh, asking him whether he likes animals because she likes animals too and if they have all that land then that's the perfect place for animals too and um, then they drive off uh, seemingly into the sunset on their way to Montana uh, with uh, number five uh, going through several suggestions of who uh, his uh, name could be from this point um, and he uh, eventually chooses the name Johnny Five uh, based on the uh, L. DeBarge uh, song uh, Who's Johnny uh, which we hear uh, playing on the, the van's radio. In fact, throughout the, the entire film, we hear it just in the background and in one of the, the scenes in a bar there. And um, and that song plays uh, through uh, the uh, the end credits. And um, yeah, essentially the, the story of Short Circuit is very, um, very simple, uh, but uh, yeah, I'll tell you, when I was a kid, I was, as I said, I was obsessed with this film. Uh, as I was with all the other films that came out in the 80s. I think I was just the right age uh, when these these kind of films came out. Because they were my childhood. As I say, films like Short Circuit, Back to the Future, Inner Space, um, you know, Cocoon. All those films... Um, they, they, they really, batteries not included, that those films really hold a very special place in my heart because uh, I grew up watching them and uh, then as now, if I really liked something, I didn't just watch it once, I watched it multiple times and I suppose that's why uh, I, re I know the story of them uh, as well as I do um, and, that, and it's, it taught me a valuable lesson that some things they're, they're just they are meant to be watched over and over again I, I can never get tired of watching films such as short circuit for example nor nor the uh, the sequel to it uh, short circuit 2 that came out in 1988 um, because uh, even though it's slightly different it didn't have Steve Gutenberg in it uh, it was just as funny I thought and uh, it continued the story of Johnny Five um and yeah what a great uh what a great idea for a character this this sentient uh robot and i know it's not a new idea of course it's been it was done before it was it has definitely been done uh since the um 
since the release of the film. But um, it's, uh, it's it's just a film that and it's just a film that stays with you, especially if you're of of the age when it when it first came out. But I think anybody who was to watch the film now who had never seen it back in the eighties would would love it just as much. Um, and the, it it created a a character uh, in Johnny Five uh, in Number Five uh, that was iconic, and that's one of the the greatest gifts that some of the best films ever made uh, have done is to create a character that lives on uh, beyond um, beyond the. The film that it's in, or beyond the films that they're in, because they only made uh, two uh, short circuit films. But the the, the character is iconic, and um, it's, uh, it's it's just a testament to what a great premise, um, and what a great uh, what great writing as well. Um, yeah, the, just uh, just a wonderful wonderful film that I uh, I never get tired of watching uh, it's it's always a, a nostalgia trip for me to watch films like this um, as I did just recently I watched it again just recently after a very long time of not watching it and it brought back so many uh, memories from my childhood a lot of great wave of nostalgia and um, and that's it's a beautiful thing when you you, you feel that that nostalgia um and uh yeah it's um it's a, it's a great film and uh, i would suggest if you haven't seen it then definitely try and uh check it out wherever you can i'm sure you can stream it uh anywhere um i saw it just recently again on amazon prime so if you've got amazon prime then uh i'm sure you'll find it there you'll be able to check it out but uh yeah uh yeah, it's, as I say, one of those films I just love. And every time I think about the character of Johnny Five, um, what he does throughout the film, uh, it just, uh, just makes me smile. Uh, gives me a great deal of uh, joy to remember uh, all the times that I, I spent watching the film and uh, loving every moment. But yeah, so I don't think there's much else that I can really say other than to say once again, if you haven't seen the film, definitely check it out. Uh, it's uh, worth your time, and um, yeah, enjoy. But yeah, so I think I'm going to leave it there for now. I uh, just want to say uh, thank you for listening. Uh, hope you like what you heard, and I'll talk to you again soon. Have you ever wondered what it is like to be immortal? What it is like to have lived for centuries? What it is like to be supernatural? What it is like to be from another reality? What tales could be told by someone who has seen the end of one world and the beginning of another? If you are someone who would like all those questions answered and more, then you need only ask one man, Vega, the Vampire King. Out now on Amazon.
If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings Experience, um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry, um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me, uh, which is my website, and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years. Um, if you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, a book form, uh, you can go to Amazon and you'll find um, all 10 of my books that I've had published. Um, they're all books of poetry, um, uh, books of stories, uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences. Um, and there'll be more to come. And uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to... Uh, to the podcast then you can do so by heading over to patreon and searching for mark the poet and uh your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated um but uh, as i was saying i hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode um and i'll talk to you again soon